bacon bit, Your Honor. So a very timely bacon bit for everyone listening. <laughs> a very relevant bacon bit. But it's, at the same time, this is very bacon celly. Well, it's relevant because one of us finally finished what? Better Call Saul. What do you say finally? Yeah, because finally. the others of us Listen, finished Zach, it a while ago. When We're part of the zeitgeist, right? And so Joel finished it as it aired. I finished yes. it uh, like two weeks later. <laughs> and we're just waiting for you to come out around. No, you guys weren't. Yeah. No. Yeah, you you hadn't even started the show up until like three weeks ago. When did yeah. it finish? Two, uh, three, three weeks, weeks ago? ago. Yeah. Okay, so... And you finished it two weeks later, which is a week ago. Yeah. Okay, but we're blaming me. You're last. <laughs> you last. This show is only happening because it's of me. True. It's yeah. last. So, Zach, why did you want to do a bacon bit on Better Call Saul, the TV series? August fifteenth, twenty twenty two, is when the final season aired. Here's here's aired. why. Um, because obviously culturally uh, significant pop mm-hmm. culture, everything. Um, but mostly, we haven't done a bacon bit review in a while. That's true. That's it. But also, as far as like the quality of the show goes, it's pretty monumental. This is a prequel series to Breaking Bad, which prequel went, sequel. And oh, and I, sure. I will say, I, I while yes, the show has premiered, and I understand that. Um, I do believe there is still a huge audience that is not going to even watch this until the last season releases on Netflix. Yeah, because so, you can currently get five seasons on Netflix, and yeah, there's, there's five seasons six. on Netflix, which that's how I watched, and then right. I, I found a way to watch the last. Which season. I think that's very smart because we've all been disappointed by final seasons of shows. Sure. True. So there's, I still think there's a big audience that is not going to be able to see this until it drops on Netflix. Yeah, which I don't yes. know when it is. Uh, by the way, I should. I should uh, do the synopsis here for those who may not be in the know. Yeah. Uh, Better Call Saul. This is just the IMDb synopsis. The trials and tribulations of criminal lawyer Jimmy McGill before his fateful run-in with Walter White and Jesse Pinkman. Who are they? They're from Breaking Bad. Yes, this is a spinoff of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Yes. In, in Breaking Bad, in the, in the series of Breaking Bad, there is this lawyer character that comes in. Geez, I want to say second season. I think so. Second or third. Uh, yeah. But they bring him in as almost kind of a comic relief. And he is just slimy and horrible, mm-hmm. and that kind of lawyer that gives lawyers a bad name. And he's he's, he's on every bus bench. Yeah, he's yeah. everywhere, and is you know just very brash and and bold. And, and it was one of those characters that you're like, oh, he's he's pretty entertaining in, in you know little doses, right? And when they announced they're making a uh, spinoff of his show, uh, I kind of went. Really? Well, it's crazy. Really? Is that it, guy? Is going to be the Mater effect here? Because the creators could just write off into the sunset. They made one of the best TV series of all time. Yes. And they're like, let's take an annoying character and tell a story about how yes. he got here for the most part. And this series had been has been going on or had been going on. It's now over, but it started in February 8th, 2015. 2015. That precedes Bacon Cell. Uh, it does. And in fact, I have a fun fact here. Hmm. Uh, on Bacon Cell episode three... <laughs> So three back yeah. in April of 2015. So this is, you know, started in February here in April. I had this, I think I had it on my list of like a good binge watch. <laughs> and there were like four episodes. And you guys out. were mocking me. And I was like, there's like 13 episodes. You can totally just sit down and binge the whole first season of it. <laughs> so yeah, like that show's going to go nowhere. I was really excited about it at the time. So, you know, I knew about it before. All right, you're very cool. prophetic. Mm-hmm. Hipster TV watcher over here. So, obviously, we're all talking about it. Um, we're going to talk. Yeah, give the our, first season we're gonna, ended by then. We're going to give our review, and then we are going to give spoilers. Uh, probably more so. Yeah, the, the, the majority of this majority is going of the to be time. spoilers, because we can only go so far without spoiling it. But, yeah. Zach, we don't know your general impressions, except for you binge the whole thing in like two weeks, honestly. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about it because we all really enjoy this show, yeah. I'm assuming. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, uh, you I do, did to varying you could degrees. Think that, and then I'll give you my opinion. If, oh. I, I will. I will say if Breaking Bad were a ten, yeah, which it is. I think yes, and I think Better Call Saul would be a nine. My uh, just this evening, I, uh, as as I finished it, my wife asked me because for for logistical reasons we could not watch the final episode together. Mm-hmm. Um, she asked me, "Do you think it's as good?" Or, or is worse or better than Breaking Bad. And the way I described it was, this show is worthy of Breaking Bad. And Breaking, like, Fair. they, this is absolutely right up there as an overall piece. Like, I'm literally tomorrow going to restart Breaking Bad. Oh, you are? Yes. And I do recommend that. It's fun to watch. Because now it recontextualizes things. Yes. You think about things a little bit differently. Yeah. So, yeah, I, um, I think it's absolutely worthy of Breaking Bad. If you like Breaking Bad, this is right there with it. I will also Different, say if good. you if you don't like Breaking Bad, if that is not your thing, you can still like this show. Possibly. My wife, not a fan of Breaking Bad at all, doesn't like how dark and gritty and and hard to watch it is at times. She loved Better Call Saul. She there, would, she yeah. would watch it. it. was one of the few shows we watched together and both enjoy. That that's actually a really good point. There's a lot in here that is obviously influenced by Breaking Bad. It, you know, including several characters that you see, but because it's all, almost all in the way of introduction. Even though we we know the character's future, you still see another introduction to them. Well, you don't necessarily need to TV know what they can go do. On to it can do. flesh out these characters in great ways where you're like, I I really loved this person as a villain in Breaking Bad, and now you get to see how they begin mm-hmm. and un- or the rise in the, the cartel. Is that giving too many spoilers away? Because no, there's yeah, kind of two plot jokes. lines in Better Call Saul. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, well, I'll say this: if you, unlike a lot of prequels. Where you can say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to watch Star Wars 1, 2, 3, and then 4, 5, 6. Yeah. You can't do that with Better Call Saul because there are enough of these parts that actually take place after breaking the events of Breaking Bad, including, you know, the conclusion of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Yes. You need to have seen Breaking Bad for it to make sense. And yet I know someone who has been watching Better Call Saul and is planning on watching Breaking Bad after they'd never seen it. I mean, you can piece it together. And we, were sa- and we were talking to him like, maybe you want to stop before the final season. Yeah. Because Do like they, a machete method of sorts. Well, they say things like, oh, this character is no longer around. This yeah. character is missing. This character is Yeah, dead. there are some spoilers. And there's some big spoilers there. But you don't know how it happened. And one of the reasons I have a hard time when people say this is better than Breaking Bad I don't think it is. Is because I'm like, this is standing on the shoulders of Breaking Bad. Yeah. So if it, if it is taller than Breaking Bad, it's because it's standing on the shoulders of Breaking Bad. Okay, okay, but like pull it back, right? Because you can give credit to Bob Odenkirk and the writers because without the story of the cartel happening, this is the story of a lovable loser. And I say lovable with yeah. question marks, I guess. Yeah. Of this guy who got his law degree at <laughs> the Amer- Samoa. Yeah, American, American Samoa. Samoa. Yeah. Right? He's always been looked down on by his brother and the partners at his brother's firm. Yeah. And he's always wanted to prove himself. In but a way, he is a con an un- man. An underdog story. Yes. But he's in deep in his soul. He's a con he man. He, he likes the easy and, way. And so I think that you could remove that from the Breaking Bad thing, the, the, the drug story altogether. All yeah. the crime is him trying to prove himself and then maybe dragging some people down, maybe excelling where he gets these amazing opportunities. Yes. And I think those are actually the strongest parts of the show. Granted, it gets into the tension, yes, which happens probably more in the later seasons because it starts out when you have um, his brother, who's played by... Michael McKean. Michael McKean. And uh, I remember... From Best first, in Show. I remember when I and first... nothing else. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah. I'm kidding. Oh, 
<laughs> when I first started the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I like him. Oh, it's very Oh, he's different. In, he's in Coneheads. It's nice. a different role for him. It's, <laughs> it's very dramatic and a little bit sad as a character. But then yeah. you keep watching and you're like, oh, this, their dynamic is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you get to know Kim in this show and you're like, oh, wow. And, and you know, some may say she's a better Skyler. She is. Uh, sure. I Kim mean, is she fan. is. Kim is fantastic. She's a better Skyler. She, she's, she's just... Sky, she's Skyler, but... Rhea, well, but, she's but, Skyler with a character arc. Rhea Seahorn. Yeah, Rhea Seahorn. Yeah. I Amazing. really... I, I'm very impressed by her as an actress. She's I awesome. hope she's able to do other Truly. different roles. She does. She she's does great the cold, this. hard lawyer thing. Yeah. But also well. really likable. Totally. So for like the first three seasons, there is some sprinkling of the cartel stuff, but it's a lot of law stuff. Mm-hmm. Which culminates in a fantastic episode in a fantastic trial. That's why I'm leaving the, the spoilers. Best, one of the best scenes right. of television I've ever seen. Okay. So we're going to leave it there because, like you said, it also sprinkles in the Breaking Bad. And I think that's where this is standing on the shoulders. Yes. Where it's almost like, hey, that lost stuff is good for some audiences. Mm-hmm. And the character work is amazing. But let's bring up the tension. And that's yeah. truly what they do. Yeah. And the second half is definitely becoming Breaking Bad. Yes. But at the same time, I don't think it ever delves as dark as Breaking Bad? Well, be, um, because you still root because, for him in a weird way. Well, and because I, I mean, just the feel of it. It never got as dark and gritty as Breaking Bad. It, it danced near it a couple times, but it never got that well, far. Well, because you don't have Walter White. And that's main, the main thing. Yeah. You don't, you don't see him. You're not following that Shakespearean tragedy of a story. Exactly. But it's still, you see the downturn of, or maybe upturn in different eyes of Depends on how you're Jimmy McGill to Saul. Saul so Goodman. I, I, I've Saul mentioned Goodman. this. I've mentioned this on uh, Picky Bits before, but I started watching Better Call Saul and didn't like it and, and stopped. I got a few a episodes boring. in because I did not like the character of Jimmy McGill, okay. who goes on to become Saul Goodman. I did not like him. I thought he was a loser. I was, yes. I was just like, this is uncomfortable. I like Saul Goodman. I don't like Jimmy McGill. I don't want to watch this show. And then I tried again and persevered, and it was worth it. Did you flip? Did you like Jimmy more? I found myself liking Jimmy more. Yeah. As it went. Yes. Well, because so. Saul is a jerk in in this series Breaking Bad. Saul is a jerk. So when, when they introduce Jimmy, you're kind of like, well, who's the, this guy? Yes. Um, and I, how did he be? How did he? It sounds like a guy? Jekyll and Hyde sort of thing. It, 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 it is a little bit. Yeah. But I will. I, I don't want to get too into spoilers. But I will say when uh, the Jimmy McGill character <laughs> becomes confident, that's that's peak. Yeah. Then, All right. Then becomes Saul, and I think there's a little bit lost there in the character, but not lost in the show. Like it's still a good show, and then um, but the nice thing about it is too is a lot of these spinoffs that they come on. And you're like yeah yeah whatever. Show me the people from the other show that I really mm-hmm. like. But one thing I think uh, Better Call Saul did very well was introduce new characters mm-hmm. that aren't for Nacho for in, example in the Breaking so Bad series. I wondered that because I love Nacho Vargas in this show. I think he's a great character. Did he never show up? Passing no. reference. That's all he gets in Breaking Bad. Wow, he but he which he's, came first, which is kind of weird. But yeah, uh, unexpectedly becomes the Jesse Pinkman of the show. Truly, yeah. and but there's other characters too where they, they pull them in. Uh, Lalo and uh, who uh, is he? Tony Tony Danza. What's his name? Tony, Tony Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> Tony Danza. <laughs> Holy cow! Tony this Dalton. guy has charisma off the charts. Oh, yeah. Rock, look out! Like yeah. this, I I loved. I, I don't love the character, but I love the actor. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's he's awesome. I want to see him in like everything. <laughs> yeah. So should we just jump into spoilers because we're dancing around it? Well, you guys got to give your um, yeah no. So you said this would be a nine if Breaking Bad is a ten. Yes. Are, so is that a different kind of scale? It would it be a nine? Sorry, it's a four star. Is it a four star show for you? No, it's, four and a half. Well, it would be one that I would definitely watch again, and and I did 
the other weird thing they did with the seasons is they'd like do a season and then wait like you know a year and then do another season then wait two years yeah then do like half season and then wait a year oh like, sorry there was a global pandemic <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah no but they took their time a lot of cable shows were like we'll see you in two years true yeah yeah which is fine yeah I mean, I, Bob Odenkirk even had a heart attack filming this last yeah. season yeah and apparently came back with like zest and vigor and, and crushed well, it and then he started know? in uh, nobody and he got really ripped in that yeah so we kind of had to like cover that up a little bit yeah uh but yeah i i'm with you i think breaking bad is a uh a show it's t- a total a score i think this is more of a b plus it be b plus to a minus at times okay often it, it has been a but i think over time i'm still gonna look at breaking bad a little more fondly just because emotionally, it got me involved more. Like, I felt sick while watching Breaking Bad, and I know that's the worst recommendation just because I was so involved in the yes. downfall. You said something there that really sparked something for me, and I think it's that Breaking Bad is a better show because of Better Call Saul. Yes. You, there's there's characters like Mike that you get to know so much better mm-hmm. in in Better Call Saul that it makes their character even cooler in Breaking Bad. Yeah. There's, there's interactions that happen that kind of just escalate. I, again, I, contextual changes. That's why I'm so excited to watch Breaking Bad again. Yes. And I would not recommend watching them concurrently. I did that, unfortunately, where I was watching an episode of Breaking Bad and then an episode of Better Call oh, Saul as no, I was catching confusing. up to it. Yeah. And I've got to the point where I'm like, I have to go, wait, was that in Better Call Saul or was that in Breaking Bad? And I don't remember. So I got I got to, you know, at least reset my brain a little bit. But so, Zach, would you agree? I, I, I loved it. Um, this is... In the pantheon of spinoffs, this is right up there with Frasier. I would agree. Like, <laughs> Frasier and Better Call Saul are the best, best spinoffs ever. Spin-offs. Mork and Mindy could be up there. Okay, sure. Uh, Joni Los Chachi? No. Mm, but, Angel? But no. No. I don't like Those that, too. Yeah. There you go. It's my review. It's better than Angel, the Buffy spinoff. <laughs> yes. Um, I will say it, what stops this from being a 10 is season four, which is when he's suspended. Oh, from, from sure. the law. Spoiler, yeah. I what? guess. I don't like season four, and I don't like the second half of the last season. You don't like the, how it ended? We can talk about it. No, I like how it ended, but there's several episodes leading up to the ending that I think are dumb. Mm. On purpose. I guess. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that stops it. It's a nine for me. Okay. And it's it, I, at some point in the future, I will rewatch it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm hoping this somehow makes El Camino better because I really didn't like. No, that. it's uh, El Camino. Just El Camino yeah. is fine. It was an epilogue. Boring. I was okay with it. Although I have I have not come back and watched it. Now. I'm going to watch Breaking Bad and then I'm going to watch El Camino and give it a chance. Okay, so your soul will be real dark. Yeah, well, yeah, nice. All right, so now we're going to get into spoiler territory. So spoiler, better call spoilers. Nope, better call spoilers. Better call spoilers. That works. Showtime. Showtime. I folks. found myself doing Saul hands a lot. Yeah. All right. Where do we want to start with spoilers? Okay. Um, so let's start with the basic storyline. Just get everyone kind of the page here yeah. on the page here. The the story takes place uh, as he's you know Jimmy McGill starting to become a lawyer, but it also flash forwards in black and white to these scenes of when he's Gene Takovic, the uh, manager of a Cinnabon in Nebraska, which is a throwaway line he gives in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, and Very so, curious format though, because they're showing the present day in black and okay, white. So if, yes. if, if, in the if, past in yeah, color. If you know, we have Breaking Bad is like the start of the timeline, yeah. right? So the black and white post Breaking Bad, everything in color, and most of the show is pre Breaking Bad or yeah. during then, Breaking Bad, or in very rare short cases. And then Wanda Maximoff during. shows up, and I, you know, it's all <laughs> but, confusing. But I think that was actually very smart of them because it would get really confusing real quick if they were jumping back and forth. You're like, wait, which Jimmy? Right. Am, am I watching Jimmy? Mm-hmm. Am I watching Saul? Or am I watching Gene? So I think it was a good a good decision to have those different visual cues. Mm-hmm. However, it did get a little confusing at the end 
well, no, I shouldn't say confusing, but just I was like, oh, they're going to end it on the black and white? Right. That's kind of weird. Like, I thought it was going to sure. come together in color and then well, move forward. But. because the storyline completes. The whole thing is uh, th- we're building Saul Goodman. Once he reaches his final form, they move on from yeah. that story. But once the color, like, once the color was out of his life, I understand why it was black and white, but once near the end color gets back in his life like he gets his kind of mojo back and he wears the suits again i thought it was going to go back to color okay well, there's so. one specific use of color that's cool at the very end yeah when he's watching the screen of himself and you see the color reflection in his glasses and the cigarette that gets lit oh that's at the right. very end oh it's it right. does the fire of okay the cigarette okay is in color. so going back so he's always been slipping jimmy slipping jimmy is a con man from birth right and his brother very yeah. responsible his brother has severe Issues. He's a, he's a hermit. What is his well, diagnosis? He, wa- he wasn't for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't until, oh, I think maybe he, he got was divorced, it, maybe, or was, something like that. It was a couple years prior well, his wife. to the Something events. happened, yeah. and then he got electromagnetic hypersensitivity, hypersensitivity. So he can't be around electricity. Right. So he and his brother Chuck yeah. sits alone in his house all day with, so a, with a gas lantern. Jimmy takes care of him. He brings him everything he needs, but Chuck never quite respects Jimmy just based on how irresponsible no, he's been Chuck his whole life. No, because great lawyer, yeah. this fantastic, brilliant legal mind, and then he had this little brother who was constantly skirting around the and law. So as a viewer, you're mad at Chuck. You're like, it's your little brother. Take care of him. Help him out in the firm. Yeah. He does everything for you, but, but it's never him. quite reciprocated. And he loves the law more than he loves his brother. And there's yes. this hint throughout that there's jealousy that, oh, Jimmy's the perfect one and mom always loved him more. Yes. So yeah. even though he's terrible and Chuck's the perfect Meanwhile, one. Meanwhile, on the other side of the spectrum, you get uh, Jonathan Banks as Mike Ehrmantraut. Mm-hmm. Love that character. Right. And Michael Mando as Nacho. And these well, well and, and from a story standpoint, this first season is mostly it's just following Jimmy McGill around. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a little bit of sprinklings of like, hey, remember the crazy uh, Tuco Salamanca <laughs> from Breaking Bad? He's yeah. going to make an appearance. Yeah. Hey, remember Mike Ehrmantraut, the cool bodyguard guy? He's in this. Yeah. But it's just sprinklings. And it's really once we hit season two that they go, what if we had two protagonists in this show? Yeah. So you get to see... The downfall, wait, let's call them downfalls. The downfall of Jimmy McGill becoming Saul Goodman. And you also get to see how Mike Ehrmantraut, a uh, former police officer, has become a uh, muscle for the yeah, drug the enforcer. And because in, in Breaking Bad, and this is what I have to keep reminding myself, is in Breaking Bad, you know very little about Mike other than he's Gus's enforcer. He shows up, yeah. he's a cleaner. Completely loyal. Yeah. And you're like, how? How did he get from that to that? But it's in Breaking Bad, you start learning how he just kind of stepped you know, walking down that primrose path mm-hmm. and became, well, a monster, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But a monster that you love because Mike Ehrmantraut, he's like the the Ron Swanson for me yeah. where I'm like, I, w- I want to be like him and just cool, collected, always in control. He's power and strength and we are generally attracted to that. Yeah. I would hire but, him as a, even, so, even though I know that that Mike Ehrmantraut doesn't exist and that it's old Mr. old Mr. Jonathan Banks, I would still hire him as my bodyguard at the age of 70, whatever that he's at right now. The beauty of this show is that it balances the characters that are somewhere on the spectrum of good, chaotic good, maybe chaotic evil. There's and no, because there's, there's nobody, even the villains, you're world. like, you're like Salamanca, right? Is, is this, or is Gus the main villain here? I don't know. Is Stacy is good. Who's Stacy? Uh, Mike's daughter-in-law. Yes, she's good. She's good, but you're also like she's scared of a, of of newspapers being delivered in her neighborhood. Sure, her husband was murdered. Howard is a uh, uh, higher oh. lawyer at the firm, and he is basically just this. I'm a very successful lawyer and very pompous. Howard and you Hamlin, see from him, Hamlin, Hamlin, McGill, and you, you hate him. But you're like, is he bad? I don't know. 
is Jimmy bad? Is Kim bad? So right, they all have this side where you're like, you're not quite on either end. You're somewhere in the gray. But here's the thing: is even Howard, having gone back and rewatched the series, mm-hmm. he didn't do much anything wrong. Like he really was a good person. He's just a jerk. He's not even though. He's is he a, not? He's a jerk to jerks. I mean, come on. Look at the way he like puts on a face before walking into a meeting every time. But that's what he's he, a good in, attorney, in his, though, right? In he's his career, that's what he's been trained to do. Now he does have some anger and, and retaliatory actions and towards, towards uh, Saul and or towards Jimmy and Kim because yeah. they did something bad, and so he retaliates. But even that was also puppeted by Chuck. Everything that Kim did in the show, I couldn't predict because I'm like, Kim is this up and comer lawyer who's going to be so successful. And it's just, and I will say, you know, she, she leans on Jimmy a lot where she was raised in a way that crime and kind of being scummy was part of her it's life. Like her yeah. mom was a con man. Yeah. Her yeah. mom was a con man. Yeah. <laughs> well, her mom was just, her mom was a loser. Yeah. And so she is centered towards that, which comes into play in the very last episode, which I think is brilliant, but we'll get there. But she leans towards this dark side where she just keeps sabotaging her career even though she keeps having opportunities mm-hmm. to go further beyond. Yeah. It's such an amazing character arc. Yeah. And then also you have, we're already in the spoiler territory, but uh, Giancarlo Esposito coming in as yeah, Gus. Yes, Gus, again. Who Gus is a terrifying antagonist in Breaking Bad. Like just this yeah. subtle, white hot rage behind dead eyes. And you you get to know him a little better. He's scared a lot more in this He's series. not that no, he's not as cold. He, he's he's riding off the reputation he has from Breaking Bad in this. I was thrilled to see him because I, I love the character. And yeah, Giancarlo Esposito, you have something I want. Um, hmm. He's he's good. Yeah. But it's it, it's interesting to see a different side. So not only is this, we see the story building Saul Goodman, but we are really seeing the building of Gus Fring's And the empire. confidence of Gus Fring as yeah. well. So it's yeah. almost a Gus Fring origin kind of story. Which, and that's fun to watch too. Yeah. Uh, you also get to see a little bit of uh, Tio Salamanca mm-hmm. outside of the wheelchair. Which yeah. I, I was Hector Salamanca, yeah. which gave me more respect for his acting performance. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, he, I guess I never considered that he's just and, a, and an able-bodied actor. When did actor. Lalo come into play? Season uh, four. Okay. And Lalo, yeah. became, after the, uh, well, we see how uh, Hector Salamanca got into a wheelchair. I say that there, everyone is in the gray, but there's a character that is a straight up hardcore murderer, <laughs> and it's that is Lalo, Lalo Salamanca. Salamanca. Who? What? Here's the thing: straight up hardcore murderer, but very charismatic. Oh, so yeah. charismatic! Like, he would murder you, and be like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because he's just like, and, and that's the thing is seeing him switch from smiley, happy, charismatic guy to. Tell me again. Tell me again. Tell me the story again. And you just are like, oh no, what's what's he gonna Tell do? May I talk about a favorite, like just the filmmaking, yeah, the, the story making they mm-hmm. do, the way they do the cuts. It is very Breaking Bad in the style of doing things, but they use music in a way that is uh, both entertaining, just like in Breaking Bad. It's entertaining, but also tells a story. And there's like you know subtle messages in the music about what's going on. Beautifully shot, uh, like side by side shots. Uh, one of my favorite moments in the series, just. Just the way they did it. It's not like a, a plot point. It is a cool plot point, but it's when Kim is driving on the road oh and my trying to be, and she's trying, she's she's exhausted. exhausted. She's working so hard. She's working and she's trying to remember all the notes. And all of a sudden, just boom, she crashes, but you don't see the crash. Mm-hmm. You see her perspective, which is I'm driving, I'm driving. 
I'm suddenly on the side of the road. My nose is broken. When you and say papers the, everywhere. The next thing I know, I'm in an accident. They they literally it. found a way and it, of filming that. It's so jarring. I, I, I rewound it and watched it yeah, again. It was and I did so too, good. Because I went, that was brilliant storytelling because, well, and also a brilliant way to save on budget. Mm-hmm. But I just went, that shocked me so much. And everyone's fine. Like her career might have taken a hit, but the way they built that up and then or they didn't even build it up the way it just happened i was really stressed that, that her documents were all over the road yeah was, that actually stressed me out a lot yeah uh violence in this is minimal but when it happens it is shocking once again yeah there's a few scenes another scene intense. uh there's a scene in a copy shop when chuck is having oh. a freak out mm-hmm. because he's convinced that his brother has sabotaged him and you know falsified documents and he's getting overwhelmed because he doesn't handle electricity very well. And he's in this copy shop and there's copiers going and lights going. It starts buzzing. And then he falls, hits his head on the corner of a counter. My jaw dropped. Of course. The, yeah. There are three hard, like well-filmed hardcore falls in this movie or in this, this series. So Chuck in the so copy Chuck, shop. Uh, Gene at the, at the Cinnabon. Yes, when he collapses. And then Howard when he... And gets, we could talk about that. He gets shot in the head. Because Howard Hamlin comes in. I keep wanting to give backstory because I'm, I'm worried that people have no idea what it, we're talking hard. about. It's hard. Basically, Saul Goodman has played this game where Howard wants to help him out. Yeah. And Saul Goodman is like, I consider that you've wronged me my entire life. You're responsible for everything that happened with my brother, which is not really true. And so I'm going to get revenge on you. And basically drives Howard Hamlin, a, a quote unquote, good He's good at his he's job. Good. No, he's good. He's good. He's a good guy. He's just nobody wants to hang out with Howard. He's the worst. Watch not it even, again. Not even his wife. Watch it again. He okay. is a, he's a good but guy who he, just he's he's driven Howard to this point of a rock bottom of anxiety, they right? Tarnish his image. Yes. Make him seem like he's a drug addict to get him. And so he comes to fired. find out the truth. And that's right when Lalo Salamanca shows up. And all he does, all he does is happen to walk into Jimmy and Kim's apartment, and then Lalo comes in at the same time. And you know from that moment, this is not going to end well for anyone. No. Because he didn't do anything wrong in that moment. He was coming to confront them. He was going to walk place, away. Time. And then Lalo's like, this is just an obstacle in my way. I don't care. And pops Howard right in the head. There, th- Which was, to me, the climax of the final season. That was the action climax. And everything else after that was kind of this coasting to a stop. Uh, and every black and white episode after that sucked. Um, I wouldn't say sucked. Car- Why is Carol Burnett in this show? Why that not? was so distracting. Zach, this is a vehicle for comedic actors. I don't know if you know this. Bob Odenkirk. I know. Comedian. Mr. Show. Carol, Bur- Carol Burnett, comedian. Sure. Almost everyone in this show, Michael McKeon, comedian. Yeah. They're giving these Carol Burnett a chance needs a, to do. Needs a leg up. Well, She's not doing She'll get they're an gonna, Emmy. She'll get an Emmy for drama. this. But I thought, I loved seeing Carol Burnett in that role. And especially when I thought he was going to murder her for a second. Yeah. I was like... Don't, no, no, no. Are we jumping right to that second well, half well, of the season? I want to back up a little bit. Okay. And. I, I I don't like the um, Howard framing storyline at all. I really hated that whole storyline. Hmm. Really? I actually found myself, uh, maybe hate is too strong. I, I found myself throughout the show leaning one side or another on this. Once the show split into the duality of the drugs and cartel and then the law stuff. Yeah. When we split that storyline, there were times where I was like, Oh, no, I just want to see the law stuff. You know, Jimmy versus Chuck, I want to see that stuff. But then there were other times where I was like, no, I'm actually more interested in, you know, Gus framing Nacho and all yeah, that. Truly, after or, or Chuck using was as gone, a mole. after Chuck was gone, I didn't care about the Mesa Verde case anymore. Nope. Right. I was just like, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. the law stuff now is just like Jimmy's not involved anymore. So I don't really care because I like it when he you argued like for these Kim? people. 
You didn't like Kim with, oh. the, with the guy in the land and she's like trying. Oh, I, I uh, love Kim stuff. She brings in and she brings in Saul to like, oh, there's, you know, Native American pottery on this now. And that, yeah. that became cutesy and fun. But a lot of it did point. become desperate. I think the whole ploy to, against Howard did feel a little bit sloppy in that final and season. I think at times mm. it was that we had these two storylines going on, but one felt more weighty than the other at mm-hmm. various times. So we have really life or death stuff happening with with Nacho and with Lalo and all these things and then it's like hey but w- but what if we Ashton Kutcher Howard Hamlin yeah you know it just felt he has a broken arm really immature but I'll tell you what and I, I know it was character I study but. more than once when things like were very close like they weren't going to get there on time or that he was going to get busted in, in the in the locker room like there's tension there that I still enjoy I still felt the stakes were low though because it was like oh they're just trying to peg him for using know, cocaine with that. well Ultimately, uh, that storyline is a satisfying payoff. So it's kind of for, forgave right. w- what I didn't like about it because sure. the whole thing was like, huh, we're going to poke the bear. We're going to poke the bear. Oh, by the way, Kim's maybe not who you think she is. But that's, I think oh, that was the whole Howard. point. The whole point of that series, part of the series, was seeing why they were bad for each other mm-hmm. because Kim had this promising career, was on her web, was doing great, and Jimmy just being around her. I don't want to reference Hancock here, but I'm going to. It's wow. When they get around each wow. other, their powers lessen and they become worse. Well, worse or stronger together. Right. Uh, depending on how evil you want to see that. Yeah. In fact, I mean, let's talk about the last couple episodes because after Howard is shot, it kind of does wrap up in a way that, you know, Kim sees that she can no longer be part of this life. Her conscience finally gets, finally right. is able to be heard. And so there are a few cameos at that point that I think are ill-fitting. I don't even know if we needed the, I think, really aged Brian Cranston and uh, Aaron Paul. I was okay with it. Oh, I think Aaron Paul looked better in this than he did in El Camino. Really? Yep. Oh, see, I, I thought I thought Walter White looked like Walter White. I thought Jesse Pinkman looked like they got a grown-up Jesse Pinkman and put like the cap on him. I yeah, that's they, what I felt too. They, they had to put at least Jesse in yeah. at some point. No, I think they yeah. did that so that in the final episode, he could tell the story of the first time he met Jesse and Walter mm. and that it reminded the audience, oh, yeah, it context. was that night. Yeah. Um, but then it went into the black and white episodes, which are present day, which to me showed, are they slower? So much slower. But they show this small time mall slower. heist. It took him three seasons to talk. Yeah. He didn't say a word as Gene. <laughs> well, sure, but it was only a But then he got recognized time. by the different actor who wasn't the Jeff actor yeah. from later. But yeah. That, that was yeah. Weird. What's up with that? The, it really was a scheduling thing where the other guy got another job, couldn't come back, so they, they, re, okay. they hired a different actor to fill that role. But they do this thing where even though Jimmy or Saul or whoever he is at that time, Gene is his name at that point. Gene. He's a fugitive. He's beyond uh, being a, a public figure. And he doesn't want to be caught, but he still can't quit the life. No. He's, he's, he, because, like Chuck said, he's always slipping Jimmy, the yes. con man, right? Yeah. And so I think that's what it's proving is like, as small as this is compared to big cartel stuff and running for your life, it's a heist at a mall. Mm-hmm. Who cares? One thing, but, but it is in the character, yeah. I think. And I, I appreciate that there's that consistency there. Mm-hmm. You see that. Um, one of the things as far as... I don't know, world building or sort of, uh, I don't know, maybe a nod to Saul. He always had those crazy commercials mm-hmm. and they really made that a part of the whole show. Yeah. He has had his film crew from so New good. Mexico University. And I love them whenever they showed up. They showed up and made all these bad videos and it, you know, it shows him as Gene um, watching those videos 
sad of his previous life. Sure. He loved them. Yeah. Uh, so I like that that's, the, and that even in the credits, that's referenced all the video can stuff. I, so uh, can I just jump through a couple favorite moments? Yes, like, of course. I don't want to get to the end quite yet, but just a couple things I want to talk about. Um, there's, I remember there's one scene when Mike, because uh, I want to talk about his story a little bit. Uh, he is, there's, he gets some, fills some shoes with drugs mm-hmm. yeah. and hangs them over the wire and then just starts taking shots. And I'm like, what the heck is he doing here? Like in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. And I, I, I love the way this show does those types of things where you're like, what are they doing? I don't understand what they're doing. And then when it starts getting revealed, oh, he is here to frame this truck so it gets caught by border customs yeah. with like just a little bit of dust and they'll never notice. And I was like, that was brilliant. And I love seeing things like unfold like that. Um, another one that I really enjoyed uh, episode was uh, Bagman, I think it's called, with Mike and... Saul, Jimmy in the desert. Oh, so good. When they're just trying to survive. And yeah. you see that in shows a lot, but this one, it just works so well. And there's a moment where uh, Saul is offered a, or Jimmy is offered a, a space blanket to wear to stay warm through the night. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't accept it. And they don't go into this. If this was a dumber show, they would have been like, oh, I don't want one of that because my brother used to wear those to protect himself from electromagnet- electromagnetics. And I think he was crazy. And so I don't right, want they'd to, have to tell instead of show, but they don't. And they just, he just says, no, I don't want that. And he's like, I'm good. And the way he says it, I'm like, that is such smart storytelling. Mm-hmm. Nacho's story, heartbreaking yeah. to watch this kid in, in a, low, a low-level thug in the drug cartel move his way up and get more unhappy with each step he yeah. takes up. And his family starts uh, having to be involved. And, it's and you see that so really, sad. he's got a good heart. He yeah, does. He, he's in over his head and you feel bad for him. Yeah. And every time the twins show up. The murder twins. Oof. Yeah. Uh, when they're building, they're starting to build with the German builders. That ends up in a heartbreaking moment. It does. Yeah. When Mike has to kill his own friend because that's the job. Dumb. And that was when he starts getting full Mike. Dumb season four storyline. <laughs> I liked it. So you don't appreciate it, <laughs> but I liked it. I'm, the Werner thing was sad. I like. I will, I will agree. I just think that was drawn out. You uh-huh. cannot say drawn out when you binge watched it. We waited years for that, Zach. <laughs> week to week. So for you're saying years. it could have been worse. Okay. I'm saying it. It was good to marinate in that. Yeah. All right, Michael McKean on the stand though. Michael McKean yes. on when the, the stand. truth finally comes out about why he's been holding his brother back for so long, like yes. that. And you've already kind of mentioned it. You'll always be slipping, Jimmy. Yeah. But you're like, but he's done so much. But you're like, oh man, the acting there was so incredible. The whole courtroom scene of this cat and mouse game where yeah. these two brothers who are equally matched in cleverness, if not law, mm-hmm. because they both are so good at it, but they're playing this back and forth of, I know what you're doing. I'm going to counter. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. So I'm going to counter back. Yeah. And it builds up. It, it is as intense as almost any scene in Breaking Bad where it's building up this intensity of like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? And when it finally happens... When Jimmy comes out on top as... He knows how to break his brother. He knew exactly what to do to break his brother and prove to everyone that maybe this electromagnetic thing was not... is just in his head. And it breaks his brother. Mm-hmm. And it is heartbreaking to watch, but also oddly satisfying. Yeah. And then the brother realizing he's, you know, mentally unwell and emotionally unwell. And he ends up killing himself in, in a... I mean... An odd way, yeah. but very appropriate for yeah. like just kicking over a lantern and starting his house on fire mm-hmm. because he doesn't have any, you know, oh, it's just, it's, it's yeah. hard to watch. 
It's All hard right. to watch. So let's get to the way the show ended, if that's if yeah, you guys yeah. are ready to move to that. Well, so enter Larry, Terry, Gary, Gergich, Gingrich. He wasn't. Um, oh, yeah. He wasn't at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I just really didn't like the whole stealing from the, the um mall. You didn't gasp in horror when the, when the, guy, when slips? the guy slips that and he's just there on camera? And For I'm like, sure. is he okay? Is For he sure. going to yeah. get up? No. So, so the ending, right? So we, we have... Uh, we find Kim has gone off to Florida. She's working at a, what is it? A pipe fitting plumbing. Yeah. Place, plumbing place, a plumbing supply place. You know, Jimmy reaches out to her or I guess Saul reaches out to her really. And th- that kind of finally is the here. We're going to, we're going to move this thing to the end. Mm-hmm. That's like the big, the big action. Cause so, it was always Hey, there's no closure here. Yeah. We haven't so, talked in years. So she goes and says, Hmm, well, I don't like hearing from him. Um, I've been carrying this guilt. I've never even appropriately reacted to this thing that happened with Howard. So she goes and confesses to the Albuquerque DA saying, um, here's everything that happened. Uh, we tried to ruin Howard Hamlin's life and we witnessed him being murdered and we covered it all Mm -hmm. up. And, uh, then that, that really gets the ball rolling. Yeah. It leads to Gene being found in a dumpster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, then we have, well, really what leads to Gene being found is his, his slipping Jimmy ways. He can't yeah. help himself and he, he's messy. Yep. He's messy. And he takes it too far by trying to steal from a guy who has cancer when all, I mean, and it was the guy from the big bang theory, mm-hmm. uh, which I was like, why do I know this? That makes me so sad. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so Saul is, is he's sloppy. He gets caught. And so then we finally go, okay, now what? Is this the comeuppance okay. of all the years of what's going to happen to him? But as much as you still don't like him in that that present day storyline, as much as you shouldn't root for this guy, he's there. And the acting of Bob Odenkirk when he's giving his story to the widow. Yeah. Marie. Of, of, yeah. Marie is Marie, right? She's yeah. Purple. Hank's, Hank's widow. Yeah. Hank's widow from Breaking Bad. They bring her back in the show. Black. She's always wearing purple. But she starts wearing black more at the end of the series. Well, something. Yeah, but it was something. black and white, so we don't know. Yeah. Right. And so, he, but he gets the story that he's like, hey, this is what happened. I'm a victim of circumstance. Look at this. And then, you know, the DA is like, you really think that's going to fly? He's like, I only need to convince one juror. Shadow of a doubt. It's a criminal trial. Well, right. the fact that when he gets that kind of Superman, you know, the kryptonite is finally put away and Superman gets his strength back moment. When he sees that writing on the wall that says, my, my lawyer will, will beat your A. Yeah. Whatever it said. That suddenly he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not Gene. I'm a lawyer. I'm I'm Saul Goodman, yeah, and he gets that kind of back in him, and then he's able to whittle it down from like what 186 years, 190 years to seven years, yeah. And so you're like, yeah, I should hate this character, but yeah, and he gets everything he wants. But then when Kim is his heart, and I think he blackens Kim's soul, but she's also his heart. But he knows that he's bad for her, and just to get her to come to the trial, Mm -hmm. he sabotages himself essentially. Basically sells himself out, but then he's going to go to the trial and get his seven years. Yep. And everything's fine. But in this grand gesture, he admits to even more than they ever had. Yeah. And says, I'm the one behind Walter White. He would have been nothing without me. He would have been in jail. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just confesses right there. And then it's not even a legal thing. Then he also talks about his brother yep. and how he was responsible for doing all the stuff for him, which wasn't illegal per se, the stuff he was committing to, but he was admitting to, but he was just saying, to Kim and, at that point. Yeah, and I wrong. think he did that for Kim and also for the audience where it kind of wraps up the whole wow. story and says, hey, thematically, this show is about Kim and myself. Well, and and there's one thing I wanted in the black and white sequence as it was all happening and it, and it happened and it's cheesy, hmm. but I wanted it when she says, you know, Mr. Goodman or whatever and he's, it's, it's McGill. It's yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, right. When he's, I was like, 
Jimmy McGill's back. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually got, I was like, I love it. Although I will say his final speech, like people were saying I was crying during the final episode. I didn't cry. No. It didn't get me emotional. Uh, when Mike early on, earlier on, uh, when Mike was talking about how he, he took some bribes and then he tried, his son was gotten the police force and he, yeah, if you can go back in time and change something, well, this is even season one, the whole, oh, I broke okay. my boy moment. Oh, I broke Mike, my boy. Ooh. When he breaks down about how it's his fault that his son is dead. That got me. Like, yeah. And there was a couple times, I remember just a couple big emotional moments where I was getting emotional, but I remember in that speech and then I'm like, I should be feeling like, I should be feeling that right now, but I'm not. No. And I don't know why. Because we know that. There wasn't any revelation from us as an audience. I guess. We, but it, we were like, thank you for finally knowing. It just, it's the catharsis that gets me sometimes. You're meant to be shocked that he's saying it out loud. Yeah. Finally, the truth is out. And then he goes to jail. He goes to jail. And so he and Kim get a final moment. 86 years. Yeah. Yeah. With the chance of parole at 20. Yeah. And their final scene, the final moment is bars closing. It's outside and he's on the field in the prison and Kim walks out and they're looking at each other and it's just like finger guns. Yeah. This, this needs to end. Like the, the bars need to be between these two because truly they are like Hancock <laughs> drawn to each other's corruption. And Jimmy knew that the only way that he could freak him is to keep himself in there. Yeah. And they do have this nice little parallel scene of them, uh, sitting against the wall, smoking, kind of like they did in the season one, right. where they're just chatting like that, like kind of like a nice mirror image there. And you uh, see color, yeah, right? because that color. kind of harkens back to their colorful days. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, like I said, I, I've said this before to other people, but I feel like this series did not have the explosive "Wow, holy cow!" ending of Breaking Bad, where you were just on your edge of your seat, wondering yeah. what's going to happen. Well, it did halfway through the season but what i was going to say is it had that moment of wow that just happened and then it coasted to a comfortable stop it's like being on a roller coaster you go through it's a crazy fun ride and you get to the end you kind of get that satisfying as you go to a these are the right ends it's not exciting but it's what you expect right that's what the ending of breaking bad was for me see for me for me my, my wife actually put it this way and it's true it's like you were on uh the freeway going like 75 and then your car blew up <laughs> and then you coasted eventually. So you're still but you're safe, right? Yeah. You're good? Yeah. Uh, stop. So you did not like the way it ended? The falling action took way too long for me. See, I'm okay with it. I, I, I enjoyed the ride. I would definitely watch this again. I would definitely recommend it to others because, like I said, I, th- I think it stands toe-to-toe with Breaking Bad, if, even if Breaking Bad does stand a little taller in my mind. Yeah, I agree. Same. All right. So there you go. There's our review yeah. Of Better Call Saul, which ended, well, about a month ago, honestly. Or whenever you're listening to this. Yes. Because like Zach said, people may be listening to this in a couple months yeah. when and season six is I've on I've read a couple good articles about this of uh, the creators just kind of saying, yeah, we we're kind of we're going to leave the Breaking Bad universe for now. Good. Like, this is what the story oh, we had to tell. I'll tell you when I got teary. Um, the ver- I-, I watched it more or less on AMC+. <laughs> Not really. That's the thing? But okay. n- no. Uh, so... After the the version that I watched, after it was done, it had just a short, like two minute mono. Uh, oh, saying thank two you. Two minute to montage the saying, of yeah. people, uh, the casting thank you. And I went, that was good. That made me emotional. Yeah. yeah. I actually walked up to my wife and I was like crying a little bit. I was like, it, it, ended, it was really good. The show's really good. Because I, I, I really felt like, especially Jonathan Banks. Yeah. It was like, that, so good. This, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like, this cast feels really cool. I like rooting for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you think on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We want to hear from you. Uh, if you've watched it, uh, if you watch Breaking Bad but haven't watched this, if you watch this but haven't watched Breaking Bad, let us know. We want to hear your thoughts. And 
it's probably been long enough where we can have spoilers in the comments. Just no. preface it. No, because it hasn't even released on Netflix. Netflix You're no. right. Uh, yeah. I would just ask that you comment. Yes, <laughs> you can all. comment, but if you're going to give spoilers, definitely give a spoiler alert before you do. Like I'd that? say spoiler territory is probably that fact that Gus Spring is in it. Yeah, I'd say medium spoiler territory is allowed, but always give a spoiler warning as according to spoiler law. How's that? Perfect. Law? Spoiler law. What are you, a, a spoiler attorney? No, no, it's Kent's law. He got his uh, I'm making, degree from Amer- I'm, I'm the making, College of America Samoa. Yeah. I'm making a law joke. Oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, well, okay. Better call Saul then. He would murder you and be like, thank you.